Welcome to the Empty Opinions Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Empty Reviews. That's right. The little sideshow on the Empty Opinions podcast feed and YouTube channel as well. Because if you're listening to this, you can also watch this on YouTube. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go listen to it on the podcast feed. But regardless, this is just a place where I guess I review movies, TV shows, albums, anything that I any kind of media that I enjoy talking about. I will kind of review it in here. Um, and yes, brand new set because I've moved to a different place. Um, that's a whole other story. But let's get to the main topic of this empty review. The only topic. There's no main topic. It's what this review is about. The last two episodes of The Last Dance on uh, ESPN. That is the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary about the last year of their dynasty. Um and I just finished watching the last two episodes. And I mean, yeah, the, the quality it was just as high. All right. Well, I'll start with the only thing that I actually didn't like. The thing that kind of bothered me a little bit. And that was, um, Jesus, this is so loud. Hold on. Let me see if I can bring this shit down or something. Because, Jesus Christ, it's, it's almost peaking. Oh, shit, that's low? No, no, no. Hold on. There we go. See, it's a little loud. It's a little too loud. That's it. That's all it is. It's just a little too loud. That's what I thought. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The only negative I have with these last two episodes was in episode nine, how much they focus on Steve Kerr. Because I don't know. There's just something about Steve Kerr that I kind of don't. It's not that I don't like, but I just don't feel like at least when it came to that Chicago Bulls team, like I don't think Steve Kerr is that integral of a part of that team. I mean, he hit, he did hit a couple of big shots, right? Like he had some really big shots, but it's not like he was an all-star on that team. Like let's say Tony Kukoc, which I was reading some people talk about it online that it was just kind of like, why the fuck does Steve Kerr get more airtime than Tony Kukoc who was fucking balling in that 97, 98 year? You know, he's been balling for a long time. He was an amazing player, but from the time they introduced Tony Kukoc, they don't really give a fuck, but even the, like the same attitude that you see when they first show him when they're playing Tony Kukoc at the, you know, at the fucking Olympics or whatever. Um, that's the same reverence that this documentary shows to Tony Kukoc. I mean, somebody said I read somebody on, on Reddit it was like how Carmen Electra got more <laughs> screen time than Tony Kukoc. And I was like, yeah, that's fucked up. That is very fucked up. But. But that's not the only reason I didn't enjoy the Steve Kerr part. It just felt overly sentimental and like the documentary was willingly like it was almost too transparent. That it was trying to fuck with my emotions. And whenever I notice a documentary or any sort of media does that, I kind of shut down. I was like, all right, I'm not fucking paying attention to that shit. Fuck that shit. I'm not I don't care. I don't care that his dad got shot. You know what I mean? It's sad. But I mean, they're like trying to give it's almost like. I don't know. It's almost like if you ever watch a TV show and you you got one of the little side characters and they devote a whole episode on a side character, unless that side character is truly interesting, like really, really, really interesting, you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And it's a side character. Like, why aren't we focusing on the main characters? I mean, they kind of did with Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen and, uh, and, you know, Jordan, obviously, and Phil. I guess Steve Kerr, I don't know why the fuck they included. Well, I know why. The reason Steve Kerr was so heavily included in these in in the last couple of episodes of this documentary was because he's a really popular um, 
coach of the Warriors. You know what I mean? Which is another great dynasty in basketball. So that's probably the only reason why he's included in it as much as he is. But yeah, that was the only thing I didn't like. Everything else I liked. And I don't know what the fuck I was expecting from these last two episodes. I think when I realized what it was, which is literally just a journey into the fucking last two, the last season and get them past the Pacers and, and the Jazz. That's literally what these last two episodes were. But I don't know, I guess the past episodes have been so packed. You know what I mean? They always have a lot of shit and then with the time jumping and shit, there was always a lot. With these last two episodes, I think it was more focused on let's beat the Pacers and let's beat the Jazz. And I mean, if anything, man, because listen, I wasn't alive for a lot of this Michael Jordan shit. So if anything, the best thing this documentary did was to show how fucking amazing Michael Jordan is. And, you know, for somebody like me who like I legitimately well, kind of knew in the back of my head, like if they're showing this, if this is the last stance, the whole things about it, because I was kind of in the edge of my seat saying, oh, is the Jazz going to beat them? What the hell's going to happen, right? I'm like in the edge of my seat because I, I, I don't know. I don't know that fucking NBA history. I didn't know that, the you know, the Bulls were going to beat the Pacers and the and the Jazz. I assumed it because they'll be kind of anticlimactic if they didn't, just in a, a storytelling sense. But I actually had no idea what was going to happen. Like, I didn't know any of the memorable moments. And I mean... Yeah, this is a, this is this is I feel like this is required viewing for anybody who's a fan of basketball who didn't grow up watching the Michael Jordan era because I feel like if anything this will make you realize oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not even close, you know. And I haven't I don't know that much about LeBron's history as well. I just know cuz I kind of talked about it in the, my empty opinions podcast which you guys should check out on this same feed or YouTube channel. Uh, we kind of talked about how me and my friend CD talked about how the main difference between Jordan and, and LeBron is just that is their mentality. It's not that one is more physically gifted or the other or more skilled. It's just what their priorities are. And I think Michael Jordan's priority was legacy, you know, having the most rings of all time, like a three P, six P, whatever the fuck you want to call it, a two time three P. <laughs> That's a very kind of confusing sentence. Two time three P. Yeah, that's a little weird. But that thing, that's what Michael Jordan was focusing on versus LeBron. I think he wants to win, but he has other priorities in mind. And, you know, when he doesn't win, I, I don't think it destroys him like it destroyed Michael Jordan. So it's really just a mentality thing, the difference between Jordan and LeBron. But, I mean, watching this documentary kind of made me see the whole, yeah, there's no way you can even compare Jordan to LeBron because it's just, yeah, in terms of winning, in terms of who's the greatest basketball player of all time, yeah, no, no fucking way. I mean, maybe I'm just biased because I just saw this documentary and they make a compelling case why Michael Jordan is one of the greatest of all time. But yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, you just can't compare Jordan and LeBron. I think Jordan is just kind of like above everybody else. I think it's Jordan and then LeBron. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, Jordan has always been like leaps and bounds ahead of other basketball players, right? Uh, at least that's how I think. That's what I feel. Right. So I think Jordan, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, LeBron passed a lot of those sec uh, those players that were above uh, 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 Jordan, but he still hasn't surpassed Jordan. And I don't think at this point he can even pass them. You know what I mean? It will take I think somebody will pass Jordan. Somebody will be as dominant as Jordan is bound to happen. History repeats itself. You know, people don't think that's possible, but it is. There's going to come a player 
that all he cares about is just winning rings and winning series and single-handedly turning a fucking shitty franchise into an amazing franchise. And you know who has the most capable, the most, I think the most promising player that has a mentality similar to Jordan is Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks. You know, going to the Bucks. I mean, who the fuck have the Bucks ever been good? I have no idea. I think Giannis got there. Giannis, they say you you say Giannis. I don't fucking know how you pronounce his name, man. I don't fucking speak Greek, but I think he's gonna be. I think if anything, I I've always had a feeling that that the Bucks were gonna be a a, a dynasty. And I guess it all it was gonna take a couple of uh, of tries for them to do it. I think they are gonna be. That's my wild prediction. I think they are gonna be like the new, um, fucking you know how how do I like the new uh, bulls? I guess I don't fucking know. But let's let's get back to the 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 documentary. I mean, what else did we see? I mean, we just saw how fucking. If anything, also like. Who the fuck's people were saying that the competition back then is not as good as it is now. What? I was specifically, I specifically heard this in the Joe Budden podcast. How Joe Budden was saying, "Can we be honest and say that the the Bulls never faced a greater foe than the foes that LeBron faced, or something like that?" I'm like, I'm watching these teams. I'm like, the Pacers that they beat, the Jazz, the Suns. I mean, there's so many teams. All right, let's count them down. So, and also. This documentary definitely does help me with my basketball knowledge for sure because I had no idea. I've heard the names Carl Malone, John Stockton, you know, you know, fucking Reggie Miller, like all these names. I've I've heard of them before, but I didn't really know them. So the fact this documentary helped me find out a lot of that. But let's go through them, right? So the Jazz, which were fucking amazing, just from the from what I was seeing, right? They even beat the Lakers or something. They swept the Lakers, some shit like that with Shaq. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. So they got John Stockton, like I said, Carl Malone. They got other people. Then you got the Pacers, so he had to beat. Then he had the Detroit Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, who literally you just beat you up on the court. Uh, then you had the Knicks. They they were able to beat the Knicks. Uh, well, who was in Detroit Pistons? Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Seek. Um, the the fucking the Celtics with Larry Bird, the Lakers with Magic Johnson. Uh, uh, like I said, the Knicks with like, uh, um, what Patrick Ewing and all those people. Then you had, like I said, Charles Barkley with the Sun. It was a lot of teams that Jordan had to beat to be where he was at, and he did. So it's not like, and people, and no, those teams were fucking amazing, man. I mean, you count, I guess, the Warriors, right? The Warriors were probably on the same level as a lot of the teams. People were saying the Warriors were better. I don't know, man. I don't know because, I mean, the Warriors were just threes, right? And if you try to compare how they played back then with how the Warriors were playing now, it would have been such a weird, such a weird, you know, like, what what would they have done? I mean, yeah, I can't even begin to think. I'm just thinking of, like, Curry just shooting threes after threes that's the thing man threes is kind of a cheat it's really not but it is and that's why the Warriors are a dynasty because they figured out just fucking get just let's focus on three pointers because if you hit enough three pointers you're gonna fucking win just the odds of numbers you know three points is better than two points so i don't know i think they 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 did their best with that but i mean how long i've been going for yeah i mean there isn't that much to say 
other than it really got me hyped. It really showed um, who the fuck the best team and who best player of all time is, right? I mean, it should, and I, that's the other thing. I really liked how they actually did just focus on the last dance. Like, that's what the documentary was all about. They did some time jumping to give a little bit of background for everything. But at the end of the day, this was just about the last year of the Chicago Bulls, right? It had a heavy emphasis on Michael Jordan, of course, but it really was just about that last year. And then it ended as soon as the last year ended. I actually really enjoyed that because it became it got it. It became focused. It was just about this thing. It wasn't about Michael Jordan going to the Wizards and all this shit. No, it was just this was the last year of one of the greatest dynasties of all time. It was really cool to see. Um, Yeah, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Kind of undisputed at this point if you watch his documentary. And um, now I'm just excited to actually pay more attention to basketball because, if anything, this documentary got me, made me a bigger fan of basketball. So I just can't wait to uh, to to watch that whenever it comes back with you know with audience and audience. And then this documentary, I guess, made me miss basketball. Made me realize how fucking good the season was gonna be. You know what I mean? The season of, of basketball with LeBron promising to win with the Lakers and them being the number one on the West. Um, you know, just in all the crazy West teams, you know, with OKC, uh, the Rockets, uh, the, the the Jazz were kind of good, I think. Oh, yeah, Trey Young and, and Luka Doncic. You know what I mean? Like so, so much exciting, so much ex- uh, John Morant with the Grizzlies. So much exciting shit was ha- Zion, of course. How could I forget? There was a lot of exciting shit happening in this season that sadly kind of just whiffed away because of the fucking coronavirus. Fuck the virus, man. Fuck that Rona. But uh, yeah, that's really what this documentary made me realize is that I'm a really big fan of basketball. So I just can't wait till it comes back. But for now, this was a great way to spend to be connected to basketball somehow. Yo, basketball and just sports in general, I think is I think we're starting to see how underrated it really is. And in terms of its importance for society, at the very least, American society. No, it's society in the world. Because, I mean, the same way we're obsessed with basketball and football and baseball in in, in the United States, it's the same way or even more how it is with you know, international countries, international places with soccer, football, right? So it's like sports is just an important thing in our lives that I think a lot of people kind of took for granted or didn't like. The people that weren't into sports didn't realize how important it was. Um, And the people who were also realized it was important, but they didn't realize how truly important it was. That's really what this coronavirus, if anything, that's what has made us realize is like sports is just part of humanity. It's one of the most important things in human history. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. If anybody watches the History Highness podcast, you would get that. Um, but that's it. That's going to be it for my review of the last two episodes of uh, The Last Dance. I think I should have just done an overall season review instead of the last two episodes review. But I've been doing it weekly, so it is what it is. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening to this empty review and I'll catch you guys on the next empty review.